Podcast. This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, so it's election day, so I'm on my way home to actually go vote. So that'll be cool um, just to be able to go do that. They're actually having it relatively close to my house. Like I could probably throw a baseball down there and make it to where they're having it. So that's kind of cool. So I'll be going down there to do that and then uh, working the rest of the night on my business and trying to get some things rolling with that. Today was a pretty decent day for sales. Nothing too uh, absurd or anything, but I did make a couple sales at full price, actually three sales at full price, which is a little bit out of the ordinary because a lot of people make you offers and stuff and especially people trying to get a deal and things. And so it's a little bit odd to see three full price sales come through, but they were decent. I probably only made, I'd say probably about 20 to 40 bucks on the first two combined. And then, because they're items that I've bought and I've just been kind of trying to get rid of at this point because I don't really have, there's not really the market for them anymore. So I'm trying to get rid of those. But the other item that I sold was a pair of football, no, not football, soccer cleats that I bought at Marshall's. And it's funny to me because somebody commented on one of my Instagram posts and was like, good luck moving those. Whenever I put them on Instagram, I was like $300 profit on these easy. And they put up a, they just put up there like, well, good luck moving those. They're academies. And I've talked about that before. I do need to learn cleats a little bit better, but you could just see the colorway. I should have put the colorway up on Instagram because these shoes were really, really nice looking shoes. I mean, they caught my eye immediately as I walked past and I was, I kind of like took a double take and I was like, those are an easy, easy, they're an easy double up at the very least. And so I took them all. I listed them up at $100 a pair. I listed them actually at $99.99. A lot of people are against that. For me, I listed these particular shoes at $99.99 because they are not athletic sneakers and that is or athletic shoes. They they get listed in their own category on eBay as cleats. Now, if they're really hyped up cleat, you can get away with listing them as uh, like an athletic shoe per se, uh, barring that eBay doesn't actually try and authenticate it, which is a whole new beast right now that, to deal with. But um, if they don't authenticate it and stuff and you send it through, I, I don't know what that would look like if you do list it as a sneaker and it's a pair of cleats, but you will get no fees on that and it's pretty easy to sell things that have a lot of hype no matter what the category is but for cleats that aren't really that hyped I list them as cleats because listing them as athletic shoes they're going to be out of category eBay likes to see things in category and so when somebody types in soccer cleats they're not going to pop up if you put them in as athletic shoes or if they do they'll be near the bottom of the list so I realized that and I just ended up listing them as cleats kind of bit the bullet and said whatever I'll when I make the sales I'll get dinged my 10% uh, or my 12.8% whatever they have it at right now and then you know it is what it is but I ended up selling a pair of them last week or two weeks ago and made pretty decent money I think I ended up making like 25 bucks on a $20 pair of cleats pretty good a double up there a little bit less than I'd anticipated, but somebody made me an offer and relatively quickly. So I figured, hey, I'll take an offer, get some money back and keep flipping with it. And then I left the Marshall's tag on the item, sent it to them and they freaked out and sent it back. So that is a negated sale. But today somebody came and paid full price for them and they paid full price for the exact same pair that that person had sent back to me. So maybe, I mean, there's a chance I go home and I open the box up and they're perfectly fine. I put them back in the box and ship them out. We're good to go. So it worked out for the better. Sometimes it does work out like that where you can get things to sell for full price after they've been returned. I've had it happen a number of times. It's not something that maybe 
I'd always recommend for hyped up items and stuff, but for things that maybe you've been waiting on for a while, you can wait a little bit longer and get that full price to cover the actual cost of the sale if you get a return and stuff. So that's something that some people do. I didn't really have the intent of doing that, but somebody came and bought it for full price, so it's basically like I made more money on the item. At least it makes me feel better. So, um, But yeah, that's something to think about, right? We have a lot of people that know what they're doing, and there's a lot of really good sneaker flippers and a lot of really good cleat flippers out there that go to Ross, Marshalls, the uh, TJ Maxx, any of these places, TJ Maxx doesn't really get that many cleats, but they do get some sneakers in. But these people, they run the gambit. Burlington, another good one, they know exactly what they're doing. They've been doing it for a while. They're very, very fluent when it comes to sneakers and cleats, and they know what they're looking for. They know what's going to be in the store whenever they go, and they know exactly which shoes they're looking for, and they've been doing it for a while. They really, really get it. And so for me, I don't know nearly as much but I do have an eye for sneakers because I've been doing it for about a year and a half now maybe not that long but I've always had kind of a a small little appreciation for sneakers that which has grown tremendously in the last year but I've always had an appreciation so I can spot a pair of sneakers from a, a Ross shelf that looks like it'll do well and that saves me a lot of time because I'm not just looking up every pair of shoes I can say okay these look a little bit better these look a little bit chintzy I don't have to look these up I do have to look these up so like that's that's kind of the um that's kind of something that's worked to my advantage and when I saw these I thought these are a pair of shoes that look like somebody would want to buy them and and wear them they they are an eye catcher they I don't care if they're a pair of academies and quite frankly I didn't know the difference at the time I just wasn't they looked a little bit cheap on the bottom and that should have been an, an indicator but I I still probably would have bought them. It's 20 bucks a pair. They're cheap cleats. They're they're a good deal and they retail at about I think 90 bucks. So whoever paid 99.99 is actually paying $10 over what Nike would have charged except that they're sold out on Nike. So back to the whole kind of supply and demand thing. There's obviously a little bit more demand than there is supply and that's how you end up making sales above retail and stuff. So that's what ended up happening with those and it was kind of interesting to me because it's a time where I did rely on the comps a little bit, but there really weren't that many comps to go off of. And so what what do you do in those sorts of situations? What what do you do when you really don't know what the sold comps are going to be? And for me, I've grown accustomed to looking at comps, and if the comps aren't there, a lot of times I'll pass. And there's it really depends on the item. It depends on the cost and stuff. It depends on a lot of factors. For me, if it's very a very costly item that's going to hold a lot of capital and tie up a lot of capital into one item, and I'm not really sure whether it's going to sell. I feel like it'll sell, but I'm not sure. I'll tend to lean away from those sorts of items because for me, it's a little bit difficult trying to figure out whether or not you should whether or not it's a good buy and and if I don't feel comfortable with it I'm not going to buy it and I may have talked about this a little bit ago but it's just something that's been on my mind recently I, I there's been a select number of times where I've went with my gut and it's worked out very well and so when it comes down to it if you have a very cheap item uh, cost wise where the cost is not going to be that much I mean 20 bucks a pair 6 pairs of cleats that's like 120 bucks really really cheap for 6 pairs of shoes new in the box and that's you can't beat that you're not going to get that cheap of shoes really anywhere unless you're getting like really good clearance deals at Ross or or anything and Ross doesn't come with a box so you have to find like a really really good deal for shoes to get them that cheap but 20 bucks a pair that's super cheap for a pair of cleats and they just caught my eye they they are one of the few pairs of cleats that I looked at and said those 
are beautiful. I love those cleats. If I was a soccer player, I would wear them. And so that is something that I always look for. And whenever I come up on something like that, the the thing that really determines it is what is the return policy like? If it's free returns, then heck yeah, I would love to I would love to be able to at least take a shot at buying those and then, you know, if it works out, it works out. If not, then I'll return them. And so it's something that kind of comes to you and came to me a little bit more as time has gone on. Now, you obviously have bad calls here and there, and so I'm not encouraging you to just kind of give up comps. But what I'm saying is don't be afraid to go through intuition sometimes whenever you really, really feel like you know an area. And for shoes, I don't feel like I'm the most knowledgeable, but I do feel like I have a good feel for the the niche in the product. And so for me, it's something that ends up working out pretty well because I can – I can usually pick out a pair and say, I think this will do well. And just from a lot of research, I've, I've looked up so many pairs going to Ross and Marshalls and Burlington and stuff that I kind of know which ones are going to be good and which ones aren't just from ones that I've looked up before. So um, all that goes to say is that there are going to be times where either somebody may think that you made a bad buy or maybe you think that you made a bad buy or, or whatever. But at the end of the day, you may need to go with your gut at some points just because it is a good indicator when you really know something it can be a good indicator for profit so it's really up to you i mean it's it's what you're comfortable with if you don't feel comfortable going with your gut then don't do it but if you feel very strongly about something it's not something where you're just kind of wishing but you really really see the potential for something i would go with it i mean the other thing i like to do when i don't see a lot of comps on ebay is i'll go to other platforms and i'll look at the the model number or the sneaker or the shoe i'll google the model number get what the actual name of the shoe is plug it into poshmark plug it into goat plug it into StockX, plug it into Mercari, and see if there's any other sales and see what they typically go for and then i have kind of a, a low high or or kind of a range of what i think you could go for typically ebay is a little bit higher than some of those platforms and then the other ones dip down a little bit and so i can say okay well ebay shows this the the low on these other platforms is this if i even guess that the market's somewhere in the middle i, I end up making maybe 20 30 40 dollars on these shoes it's good enough for me i'll take them and so um that's sometimes what i'll do and it does help mitigate some of the obscurity if you don't have a lot of comps to go off of so that's what i would do if you don't have comps if you really are kind of at a loss for what to what to price something at just you know go off of as many platforms as you can if you don't really see too much look at yourself and look at your intuition and say is this something that i feel comfortable if i really don't know much about it buying and if it's something that you just feel very very like you really get the market for it, you really understand the market for that type of item go for it if you don't it's fine to pass you're gonna have many other opportunities to come up on you don't want to tie up capital uh kind of senselessly just to feel good about making a buy or something it'll make you feel worse if you don't sell the item anyway so just keep that in mind and uh, hopefully that helps you out today maybe that can help you with some of these q4 finds that may be popping up into stores that may not have that many sold comps yet because they're still relatively new and still relatively uh freshly restocked so hopefully that helps you out hopefully that can be something that helps you today and um just go and go find some stuff go find some stuff to sell i saw a couple people in one of the groups that i'm in talking about how it just feels like every time they go source it's like a waste of their time at this point and I feel like that a little bit. That's why I haven't been sourcing as much, but I do need to get back out there. I think that even though there's a lot of waste of time, I mean, if you just think about it, if you were to go six days out of a month and find $500 worth of profit, which is not easy to do, but I'm just saying, think about that. That's $3,000 in a month for six days. So if you went every day and you only found, you know, you only found something on six days, 
you would still make $3,000. That's the power of reselling. That's the power of this business. So it's something to keep in mind. I was just thinking about it on the way to work this morning and realized that I do need to source because while you take a lot of L's, it's still like sneakers. You kind of live for the W's. You're, you're hoping for the W's. And the, the more chances you take, the more wins you take as well. And it honestly doesn't take nearly as many wins as you would think to start really making a good amount of profit. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that's something that you can kind of work on and that would be something that you can, you know, that you can take and learn from and would help you out. So that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good rest of your Tuesday. If you haven't voted yet, I'm not sure what time your state closes or whatever, but go vote. It's a good thing to do. And it is one of the most incredible gifts that we have as Americans. So with that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a good one. And I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.